Hey, I'm Gina Keeping, ex-classroom teacher turned mindset and business mentor. Not too long ago, overwhelm and stress was my norm. Now, I have created a life where I help entrepreneurial women create an unstoppable mindset and teach them how to grow and scale their own businesses, all while getting their own gifts out into the world and creating an impact. Welcome to the Keeping It Real podcast where each week I bring you an inspiring person or message where we talk about all things life and business related, where our conversations are real, the information is inspiring, we have a splash of fun, we have lots of laughs, and we dive into life lessons and deep conversations about all the things. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Keeping It Real podcast. So a couple of things before we dive into the episode. First of all, I just want to say a huge thank you to everybody who is listening, who has shared, who has left a positive review. You have no idea how much this means to me. And every single review, it is just so beneficial to help me get this material out to more people. So Thank you, thank you, thank you. By you doing these small little things like sharing and leaving these reviews, it just allows me to continue to show up and provide content for you. So thank you. One more thing before we dive in that you may or may not know, but I have a free three-day training coming up that is going to be happening towards the end of November. And if you're interested and you want to get all the details, I have a workbook that's going to accompany it so you can actually implement what I teach you and some other fun things in the show notes. I have a link so you can get on that waiting list to hear all the details, get all the documents that you need. And uh, yeah, just to jump on board and learn some more. We're going to be talking about mindset and how we can use that to leverage your life and your business. And if you don't have a business, this information is interchangeable. So you can still benefit whether or whether or not you are a businesswoman. Okay, so if you're listening to this, chances are you are a businesswoman because today I'm going to share with you the three internal shifts that I have made to help grow my business and then my life as well. These kind of go hand in hand. So once again, if you don't have a business, I do think that you can definitely get some insight as we go through these three shifts. And then I know that it's called three shifts in the title, but As I was going, I was like, you know what? No, I think I need to share some practical things that I've done to change my business and to grow my business. So you're going to get some internal shifts and some external shifts that I've made. Okay, so the very first thing that I did to help me grow my business was I stopped asking people advice who did not have what I wanted. And when I say this, I mean no disrespect to all the people who have given me advice. And it's come from a place of love. It's come from a place of concern, of well-being. But I learned that I need to take advice from people who already have what I'm looking to achieve. Asking other people who didn't have what I want, I realized was a form of validation. And I was looking for this worthiness by getting people to say, oh, yeah, that, that's a good, a good job. Go for it. Go for that goal. You can do it. But as I learned and I navigated it, it was mostly to seek validation. And I never got it. So then I was like, oh, yeah. So it almost allowed me to play safe by asking people who didn't have what I want, what should I do? 
Because the thing with this is, is that people will give their advice based on the perspective that they have, right? So once again, this is no disrespect. It's just perspective. And it's really hard to look outside of something that you have not went through yourself. So I have found that the shift of asking people who already have what I want, that advice is very, very different. And I encourage you to even explore that a little bit and just see the different advice that you get. A lot of times people who, um, you know, who have the traditional lifestyle, they don't understand when something is done differently. So the advice is going to be very different from somebody who has navigated it, who's been successful, who knows what is possible. So that's the very first shift that I made. Um, And it was hard because at first I only had the people who have always asked advice, you know, so I had to broaden my uh, my circle of people in order to really get the advice that I needed to help me move forward. The second thing that I changed was I hired a mentor. Um, This one is a little tricky because especially if you're starting off in business, a lot of people do not understand the importance of investing in yourself. I've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, but a lot of times we do not see investing in ourselves as valuable. We do not see that investing in personal growth is something that's going to change our life. There's still some stigma around personal development and, you know, doing things on traditionally. So for me, my whole entire environment showed me to play in a traditional role. And I mean, I did that. I mean, I I lived in that piece for quite some time. I got the t-shirts, I got the three degrees. But if I wanted to change and if I wanted to grow and if I wanted something different, I needed to borrow my mentor's thinking because for a while I didn't believe in myself what was possible. So a mentor really helps you to see what you don't, you know? A mentor allows you, or I guess a mentor allows perspective. um, And it's like a fast track to get to where you want to go. Like, if you think about education, that's all education is. It's a fast track to get to where you want to go. You learn from people who've already done what you want to do. It's just that now things are not as traditional. People are doing things of all kinds, right? So for me, hiring a mentor to help me see what I couldn't see, not only myself, but how to grow a business was was huge. In fact, I just invested in myself again. And I used to cringe when I did this, but now I celebrate. And because every time I invest in myself, my business grows, I grow. You know, the the rate of return is just astronomical. You, You can't put a price tag on it. And one of the beliefs that I adopted very early on in all this was that Yes, something may be an investment and I'll use the word expensive because a lot of people can kind of relate to that. And I hear that all the time. That's really expensive. But for me, the fear of being in the same place a year from now is exactly the motivation that I need um, to move forward. That is that is worth way more than, you know, investing in myself um, in any capacity. So it's more expensive for me to hold off and to stay the same and to not grow and to not work on my goals than it is to pay the investment up front. And the other thing that I learned, both from being a guess, I guess a coachee, <laughs> a client, and from being a coach, is 
you you have to pay to invest emotionally. And I heard I had to learn that message time and time again because you have to have skin in the game. Very early in my career, uh, or I guess in my business, I should say, I gave away everything for free. Everything was free. Like I didn't charge for anything because I had this belief that being a teacher, it was selfish of me to charge for helping people. And it was a really hard thing to overcome. And when I would gift these things to people, people didn't take it serious. Like, I'll give you an example. I had somebody who I gave one of my courses for free and they didn't show up. They didn't take it seriously. And then when I charged, they paid again and they were the exact same course. And I'm like, this course is transformational. I can't believe how much it changed my life. But if you don't have some sort of investment in it, you're always going to default back to um, old conditioning. You know, I always say motivation is not the problem. It's a push. Um, we all do things all the time that we don't want to do because the consequence that's pushing it is bigger than the thing itself. For example, you might be listening to this and maybe working in a job that you hate, yet you show up and do it every single day because the consequence is, well, if you don't show up to work, then you get fired, you get fired, you don't have money. So the push behind it is big. If you are given a free course, what's the motivation to do it, especially when the work is hard? There's nothing. Well, you don't show up. There's no, no skin in the game. But if you make a big investment and you attach, oh, that was a lot of money to invest, you bet on the calls you're going to show up. You bet you're going to do the work even if you don't want to. So having skin in the game, both as a client and a coach, it has been the game changer that catapulted my success and catapulted like my quality of life for, you know, myself and my business. So it is the thing that keeps me on my game, we'll say, right? And in terms of that, I used to have a mindset of, okay, how am I going to get to this goal? But I've switched the mentality around how can I get there to who can help me get there? I would much rather um, invest in somebody who's going to fast track my experience and teach me what they have learned. This is what I do for my clients. For quite a long time, I did invest in myself and I did everything myself. And I've wasted so many hours that I could have had back by me hiring somebody who already knew how to do it. It would take them two hours to do it, whereas for me, it took years. I just had a client clue up and we were going down through all the things that she's accomplished in three months. And I looked at her and I was like, do you recognize how big this is that you've accomplished all this in three months? And she said, I never would have gotten there on my own. That's the whole point. If you have a car issue, you're not going to go sit in your par in your driveway and say, well, I'm going to figure this out. What do you do? You send it to a mechanic. You get it fixed. If your iPhone breaks, what do you do? You bring it in, you get someone to look at it. But for some reason, we apply that to all things that are, I guess, societally approved. But when it comes to this inner work and in ourself, we have all these beliefs that it's not the, you know, the right thing to do. And then we don't do it. But then we keep spinning our wheels. And a year later, you're still in the same position. So switching that and looking for who can help me get there, not how can I get there, has saved me so much time, right? So that was number two. 
The third shift that I have made um, in my business and internally, I guess, um, is I stopped letting society and others determine what was possible for me. This was a tough one because prior to me starting my business, everything around me showed me that the only way to live was traditionally go to school, go to university, get the job, all those things. So everything showed me that that was what was available to me. And that's what I did, right? So I had to look at things differently and say, no, 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 no. Society doesn't tell me what's possible for me. I tell me what's possible for me. And for me, that was like a huge aha moment. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I do get to create what I want. And if you don't have that evidence around you right now, that might be very challenging for you to accept. So how are you going to step into that belief? So for me, I changed my environment. I changed who I was following on social media. I looked for evidence to support what was possible for me. I started implementing daily rituals that challenged my way of thinking. I changed my my surroundings. I, I changed how I thought. I changed what I said. I changed how I talked about myself. And when you can get behind this idea that, yeah, shitty things can happen 100%. But the thing is, is that you still get to create what you want. You get to create things that you might not have thought was possible, but you have to take ownership in that and do what's necessary for that to become a belief, right? So I got hyper-focused on, okay, I want to believe something different. How do I do that? And I surrounded myself with people who were already doing it I listened to their stories and instead of saying, well, that can't happen to me, I said, why not me? Why not you? You're listening to this, right? So it's like adopting this new belief and ditching some of the things we believe about ourselves, and choosing different ones and then practicing these new beliefs. So that becomes our new reality. And then, okay, I'm going to add a fourth one because I do believe this one is a game changer for me. Um, this may be a little bit of a trigger for some people, um, but I really think it's important to talk about. And obviously this does not apply to every situation, but I don't let things be bad. Okay. Um, I'm going to share a little analogy and I, I can't take credit for this. I don't know where I read it for the life of me before I came on the podcast. I tried to find it. I couldn't find it. There was this person and it was, it was a man. I am going to butcher this. I know I am, but here we go. There was this man who he had to call his employee and he called and he said, I have good news and I have bad news. What do you want to hear first? So the woman said, hold on a second. That's just news. I get to decide if it's good or bad. And I was like, oh, hot damn, that is good because so many people tell us what to believe before we even stop to say, is this true? We just adopt these beliefs based on other perspectives and we accept them as our own. So I constantly step into the energy of I get to choose if this is bad or not. I get to choose if this is what I'm going to accept, right? I constantly look at my blocks and my beliefs and I challenge them because our beliefs are just stories. We choose if we believe them or not. We choose if we give them power, right? That's all up to us or what people pass down to us. 
So I really challenge this dialogue around, I get to choose if it's bad or good. And I want to talk about the pandemic, for example, because the pandemic, while, and I do want to preface all of this by saying, um, the pandemic was hard. Okay. I, I totally accept that. Um, it was really hard for a lot of people. And if I can look at this too and say, essentially, I lost my job. I had trips canceled. I haven't seen certain family members in two years. I'm not downplaying all the hard that came with that. But very early in the pandemic, I refused to let it only be hard. For me, this wasn't my first quarantine. Uh, if you've listened to the podcast, this, this wasn't my first quarantine. You could hear a little bit about my story. But I refused to accept that this was going to be all bad, right? And I took ownership in controlling what I could control and challenging the belief that this only has to be bad. There was a lot of beautiful things that came from COVID. Once again, this is not downplaying all the things that were very painful and hard and lost loved ones and still all the turmoil that's happening in the world. I'm not downplaying that but I'm not letting it be my only focus. So we have to really step into how do I want to receive this? You know, Um, how do I want to step up and take a look at the situation? My new favorite saying is I'm not available for that. I am no longer available for shitty things to happen because I get to put the label on if, if they're shitty or not. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not like me saying that all the time I'm Zen because I'm not. There are things that piss me off. There are things that make me mad. Um, The other day, for example, all in one day, we got the bill that we need a new um, oil tank. We, our car, uh, our starter one go, um, our driveway needs to be done. So like there are a bunch of things that came up that I was like, oh, my first tendency was to be like, this is so shitty. But I was like, no, 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 no. I get to choose how I react to the situation. I get to choose that this is not, I'm not, I'm not available for this to be a shitty old day. Did that mean that money fell from the sky and I had the money to pay for it? No, but it made me reevaluate how I was handling it and what I can do to move forward. So it's really being the owner, like taking ownership over the things that happen and say, I don't need to do what I've always done. I can change up how I react to this, right? So those are just some things that I changed internally that made a huge shift for me. Those things might be tangible for you. Maybe they're not. Maybe you're like, Gina, I have no idea where to start, where to start with these. But pick one of those things and choose to work on that. Maybe listen to this podcast a couple times. Learn how you can make this happen for you. I don't believe in cookie cutter but I do believe in taking what works for you and then forgetting the rest. That doesn't mean saying, oh, that's not going to work. Actually give it a try. And instead of saying that won't work, change your wording to how can I make this work so that it makes my life a little easier. So some external strategies that I changed up um, for my business that also impacted my life was I created passive income. This was really big for me because I'm in an industry where teaching and coaching, whatever you want to call it, mentoring means I have to be there, right? I have to be present in order to teach. And this is obviously, I don't want to be teaching all day long. I can't with my, uh, you know, with my health, I had to be very careful where my energy goes. So I became very creative in terms of how I delivered 
my uh, my content. So using video and um, creating different price points for people to work with me on different levels, um, it really allowed me to take a step back and not always be present. So the, the passive income, you can go to my website and you can actually do courses that are already pre-done, that you go in, they're already pre-recorded, they're fantastic content, and you can go from there. Huge. The second thing that kind of ties in with that, and I kind of just alluded to it a little bit, but I have different price points for different people to work with me. I offer a lot of free content um, because one of my values is to just provide value and help people. Obviously, money is important in a business, but I truly believe in just helping and helping and helping and over delivering. It's just something that I love to do. So I have free content, I have low paid um, investments, and I have high paid investments. This allows people different opportunities to work with me. The other thing around that is that the monetary investment also matches the amount of time and energy and involvement I have with my clients and students. So before I was just all in and everything and realized that wasn't sustainable. So based on the investment, it also the investment equates the time and energy that I am involved in that. And that allows me to show up really, really good for my for my high clients, um, but also to deliver really good content to my free and every other different price point as well. So offering different price points. This is a strategy that works for me. Some people don't like low ticket items. That's fine. Uh, But for me and my values and my business model, this works really well for me. The third thing, it's not the sexy thing, um, but number one, you have to find what works for you. And it's usually the basics. A lot of people try to recreate and recreate and recreate. But when you have something done really well, you rinse and repeat. You rinse and repeat. January is coming up and I have one of my group coaching courses coming out every January that's launched. Every January, I follow the same launch. I follow the same email sequence. I do change some things up from time to time, but you have to get into systems that make it easier for you. So a rinse and repeat, while not sexy all the time, is very, very effective, which then comes to one of the things that separate people who are successful and people who quit. It's consistency. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Keep it simple, keep it consistent. People crave consistency. People want to know that you're going to show up for them. And if you can't be consistent in how you show up, then people are not going to really develop that trust with you. Now, when I say consistency, I am pretty sure right now you're like, I got to post every day. I got to do all these things. Here's my take on consistency. Find what works for you and do that, but do it consistently. If right now you are working full time and you're growing a business on the side and the only amount of time that you have is two hours to work on your business, bravo, first of all, because you can grow a business uh, with two hours of work. You can totally do that. So if you're looking at your time and you're saying two hours is all that you have, ask yourself, what can you do with those two hours that you can maintain consistency? Maybe it's, you know what, doing one podcast a month. Maybe it's showing up twice a week on your social media feeds. 
Maybe it's you're sending a newsletter out every two weeks. Don't look at somebody else's fourth chapter or, you know, fifth chapter or sixth chapter and compare your journey to theirs. Just start. Start and be consistent. Once you have that one thing down consistently, then add. You don't need to do it all. And I think this is where a lot of people get stuck and a lot of people get held back. They feel they have to do all of the things. But pick some, pick the thing that works for you and rinse and repeat. Obviously, this can mean a bunch of different things. But just as a whole, in terms of content, providing value, um, your emails, whatever you are working on, it doesn't matter. Consistency is key. So those are some of the things that I do internally and externally to really help grow my business. These are the things that I rinse and repeat, that I keep leveling up on, that I keep growing, that I keep focusing on, and they keep making a difference. So it's obviously working for me. Um, I wanted to share these things. Take what works for you. Forget the rest. But I really hope um, you got something from this podcast. And uh, yeah, I hope you liked it. And if you really did like it, share it with somebody who you think would enjoy it as well. Leave a review if you haven't already done so. Um, If you feel you need some extra support in your mindset and your strategy, sign up for the three-day free training that I'm doing. Follow me on Instagram. I do a lot of fun stuff. I hang out over there. I would love to chat with you. And yeah, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much, friends, for tuning in. And remember, keep it fun, keep it kind, and always keep it real.